Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. This is Dr. Lila with Making Love Better. And this is Marvin, your favorite couple. Exactly. Listen, we're so excited that you all are joining us again on today. Mm-hmm. And how have you guys been doing out there in podcast land? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, we are very excited to be back at you all because we have a very excited exciting i say excited see how excited i I'm am excited. you excited yes okay. are you are you guys excited yeah they are i see the thumbs up <laughs> right but listen we have a very exciting very interesting and sometimes can be a very difficult topic to discuss on today mm. so i guess you may be thinking well what's so exciting about it if it can be difficult to talk about uh-oh well because Here's the thing. Anything that we find of value, we work very hard to do what? To protect it. To protect it, yes. So on today, we're going to be talking about affair-proofing our marriages. Oh, wow. Fair, affair-proof? Yes. Like waterproof and fireproofing? I like fireproofing okay. better, right? Well, that'll work. <laughs> because we want to make sure that we are protecting our marriages against any outside intruders, right? Mm-mm. So I realize this topic can be very controversial, very difficult to talk about, and even tabooish because sometimes people think if you have these type of conversations, okay, what's coming around the corner, what's lurking around the corner that we don't know about, mm-hmm. or sometimes people may even think, okay, well, this is sort of like, quote-unquote, jinx me. Right. And then sometimes people... You know, and they get these little red flags going up in their minds to think, okay, do I need to be on guard or do I need to put on my detective hat? So, no, we're not suggesting any no, of that. No, 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 we're not doing that, no. Right? So, but what we are encouraging you is to lean in closer to this conversation as you hear, you know, some very practical ways that you can affair-proof your marriage. But also, too, we got to do a little bit of a setup. So we will give you a disclaimer. We may not be able to finish all of the conversation today. Right. And if not, we'll have to come back to it on next week. It'll be a continuation. Exactly. So lean in close. And as you lean in close, go get your favorite cup of um, coffee, your favorite cup of cappuccino, latte. Go get their spouse as well. Well, yeah, do that too, right? <laughs> okay. And if, you don't, if they're not near you, share this with them, okay? Yes. So listen, we'll be right back at you. So hold tight. Don't go nowhere. Does having sex with your spouse feel like a chore? Are you struggling with feelings of resentment anger, and frustration? Well, if so, Dr. Lila is looking to help you change that. To sexually engage rightfully, one must understand what God had in mind and what was God's perspective about sex. Dr. Lila is currently working to help individuals break free from engaging in unhealthy sexual intimacy. So join Dr. Lala for a free master's class, Embracing Wholesome 
intimacy. To sign up, just call 817-456-4893 or email Dr. Lila at drlila at makeabettermarriage.com. Hey, didn't we tell you we we're going to be right back? Right back. That so, was quick. I know, right? So here we are. Listen, so the first thing is, you know, what constitutes in an affair? You know, there's a lot of different school oh, of thoughts yeah. out there about what affairs are and what they are not. And for some people, they think affairs are only if there's what? The physical. Physical touch. Going touch on. or any type of physical action. Right. So, you know, now listen, for us, yes, that's part of it, but that's not the full picture, right? You know, certainly we believe that affairs can take place by way of physical touch. And in most cases, we're speaking of sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, affair looks like emotional connection mm -hmm. where you have gone past what you know to be. You've crossed the line with someone that's not your spouse. That's it. Right? And then sometimes affairs can be financial affairs. Oh, yeah. And you may be thinking, now, wait a minute. What's a financial affair? Oh, boy. So the truth of the matter of it is, honey, anything that you do in secret with someone that's not your spouse, and it certainly can be an emotional relationship. It can be a romantic relationship. It can be cyber. Ooh, cyber. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That those things can constitute an affair because here again, you recognize that you have not shared this part of your life with your spouse and you have compromised mm -hmm. the commitment. You have compromised trust in your relationship. That is so true. Yeah, I, I wonder, you might wonder where the slogan came from, uh, is the grass greener on the other side? Mm. That 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 comes about with uh, thinking about affairs as well. Yeah. Because if you're in your own yard, why are you worrying about <laughs> looking over how your the grass is on the other side? And like I like Dr. Lovebetter said, if if you water and fertilize your your grass will be green, meaning that... They don't know who Dr. Lovebetter is. Oh, okay, okay. We we haven't introduced you guys show. to Dr. That's Lovebetter. Show. That's, We're going to have to bring him on yeah, for that's, you all. That, that's one of my best friends. Yeah, uh, he, he is so wild. <laughs> we got to bring him on. But but the, the concept is you have to put the work in, in on your side and in your yard. Yeah, because as you put the work in and give the attention and focus to your relationship, it actually will help to protect your marriage it against will. affairs. Now, we will not deceive you. Affairs still yet too happens in quote-unquote good marriages. It, it really does. You know? So, but here's the thing. In most cases, people are looking to have three essential needs met inside mm -hmm. of their marriages. People are looking for affection. Mm -hmm. People are looking for attention. And they are looking for for affirmation. That's it. You know, and if any of those areas are lacking or if they're subpar, it could create, you know, vulnerabilities and it could create an atmosphere that leaves a person open for seeking out that need in other places. That's it. So let's just go on and put it on the on the line that no one is going Ooh, to be able yeah. to 
satisfy your every need. You can't satisfy not every need. Not every, not everyone. I know, but you really do try. <laughs> yeah, but 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 the thing about it is, I don't I don't want to be like that because I want <laughs> I want I want God to be in, yeah. that, in that equation somewhere. So I don't want to try. Testing you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely, that's why because there's places in our existence in our soul that is reserved for reserved. God and yeah. God alone. Yeah. I say God alone. God, God alone. alone. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. For him and him alone. That's right. He has the uh combination. He has, he the, has the only key, key to that That's yeah. right. That's absolutely right. So there again, let's just dispel this myth, you know, to suggest that your spouse is going to be able to fulfill your every need. And your spouse is really too, honestly, honey, is not responsible for your happiness. No, uh oh. Now see, now you, yep, that's. Oh, oh so now see, you, 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 you going into some other territory. <laughs> but your spouse is not responsible for your happiness, right? That's it. So there again, sure, we all have needs, and ideally, in the marital relationship, we will work in order to make sure that we are mutually trying to meet one another's needs to the best of our ability. But here's the thing. When we come up short, and we will, it's your responsibility to share with your mate that, hey, you know what? I'm not feeling happy. I'm not feeling connected. Can we, you know, have a talk and figure out what's going on here? So, again, we both have responsibilities. And with this responsibility, it can help to protect the marriage relationship. That is so true. Uh, let me let me repeat that uh, sleazy comment that's normally <laughs> been said. Uh, are you married? Oh, are you happily married? Yeah, it's they, a trick. Do they still say that? It's a trick from the end. I don't know. I, don't, I, I know. Don't know. See, listen, you guys. We're not. We over the <laughs> yeah, fifth. So, but so, that was a common thing. It, it, they may just have have uh, spruced it up a little bit, yeah. but it's still probably coming from the same angle. Yeah. Because normally the enemy don't have any new tricks. Absolutely. He just disguised. He either put a little updates icing, a yeah. little icing, and the candles <laughs> on top of it. Yeah, the enemy updates his tricks, mm -hmm. right? But it right. is at the core of the same. So here's the thing, you know, the only place you need to be discussing your level of con happiness, your level of contention, it should be with your spouse. Mm -hmm. However, now we do understand that in some relationships, and we sometimes we do have to go outside of our marriage relationship to receive wise counsel we've mm -hmm. done that many times and even with that you want to make sure it's in a place where the individuals operate with integrity they have your best interests at heart mm -hmm. and there's safety there right there's safety there. so we never want to discuss especially our love of contention or unhappiness with someone of the opposite sex Mm -hmm. where it will compromise how you are honoring your spouse. That is so true. Now, I took the long way around to say what you said in short. <laughs> I almost feel like San Francisco. But you, you know what? That's how men and women are, are wired. That's how we are wired. Yeah, so in other words, no, do not be having conversation with your female co-workers about your wife unless you're esteeming her, right? right? And do not be having conversations with your male co-workers or male friends about your husband unless you are lifting him up. 
because the way that you conversate about your spouse really exposes a lot about where your heart is. Yeah, because uh, just earlier we was talking about how to um, fireproof your marriage. Yeah. And I don't know what type of a security system you have in your house, but your secure, security system uh, lets you know, okay, there's someone at the front door. There's motion in zone three. There's motion in zone yeah. four. Or either the German Shepherd start barking <laughs> or either the laser goes off. But it's some type of indication to let you know that, that there's some type of breach or That's some right. type of intrusion. That's right. So likewise, in our marriages, I love that analogy. In our marriages, we want to make sure we have alarm systems, security systems, not so much to the point, get this, now listen, we're not advocating that you are policing your spouse, yes, right? No, no, no. We, we don't need cameras. We don't need detectives. You don't need to be... We don't want to make want you to make your home, your home an army base. No, exactly, we, just, we just want no. you to relax. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need no checking at the gate and all that, and home, arm, home. armed guards and all that. A homeland security, there right? No, there not any of that. We yeah. just want to make because sure because even that will send up a message to people. Yeah, yeah. But we do want to make sure, first of all, and again, as we let me give you the disclaimer because we realize as we're watching the clock, we're going to have to get off in a second, so we're going to have to come back to this. But first thing first, right? Mm -hmm. First thing is we want you to acknowledge the fact that your marriage is not immune to an affair. Again, your marriage is not immune to having an affair. Even good marriages are susceptible. We all are susceptible. And you know why? Because we're all human. That is so true. Just like I said recently, these storms, they're going to pop up. Yeah. But when they pop up, are you ready? Have you have you evacuated? Have you done the necessary preparation to prepare for the storm before the storm hit. So, and what we're also saying with that storm analogy is the fact that, guess what? There will be seasons in your marriage where you're going to feel so close and so connected. And there are going to be some seasons, not so much, right? But yet, too, in the season where you don't feel as close, you don't feel as connected, you make sure that you have protective factors in place to protect your relationship against breaches, mm -hmm. against predators. Right. So the next thing, you know, once we have acknowledged and accepted the reality that, you know, what we too, even in a good marriage, we are susceptible. We are susceptible to such a thing happening to us. Then we do also have to come to terms with our personal vulnerabilities, mm -hmm. meaning that what's your Achilles, right? You know, what are the things that you are most attracted to and what are the ways that you most gain attraction? Mm -hmm. Is it that person that always got to see you at that same Ooh. spot and speak to you every day at that same spot or come to your office or, or at that same time? It can vulnerability could be anything and anywhere. Yes, because here again, most individuals we're looking for either affection, mm -hmm. we're looking for affirmation, That's it. and we're looking for attention. Mm -hmm. And if we are lacking and receiving from any one of those three A's, it can make us susceptible to go out and look for ways to gain attention, ways to be affirmed, and ways to, to receive affection. Now, we realize that, again, there's other relationships that we can 
receive these mm-hmm. aspects from. You know, it can be the relationship of a mother and daughter, relationship from, you know, same sex, you know, girlfriends and girlfriends. Or even coworkers. Yeah, yeah, of the same sex, right? So there's other safe places where we can get these needs nurtured as well. But here's the thing. You have to know for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, what's your highest need and also too for you where that vulnerability lie just as you were talking about you know what you if you're someone who's working inside of a establishment be an office and you have this particular co-worker that you know each time he sees you and she she sees you and you know they're greeting you Mm -hmm. and they're complimenting you always wanting you to go out to lunch yeah and they're touching you Mm -hmm. and that does something for you internally where, you know, not only is just a casual, you know, experience conversation, but you realize it's something that you anticipate. It's something that you receive and you're being lifted by. It's something that, you know, you look forward to, to the point, whereas now you're spending much more time in the mirror before you leave home preparing for work there because Susie is going to be there. And you want to smell good, right? That's it. And you want to look good, right? Mm -hmm. You want to look all dapper and you want to look all diva, right? So those are the things we have to watch. But but even the Bible says that when a man, it it didn't say that about a woman, but it (laughs) says that when a man looking upon a woman, that he's already committed adultery in his eyes, in his head? No, No. in his, oh my goodness. In his heart. In his heart. That's where it starts. That's where, when someone give you a compliment or, or, or something happening or, or, or something going on or someone giving you affirmation, how are you receiving it in the heart and how are they projecting it Yes. Well? Ooh, that's juicy right there. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, you know, the heart in the Bible also symbolizes the mind. Mm-hmm. So that thing hits your mind first, right? In a way or how you manage it or mismanage it in your mind will determine whether or not it's going to travel down to that heart space, right? Because just like you said, that once it once it's activated in the heart, oh that other those other actions are just a reaction yeah. of what's in the heart. It then you it. start standing in the mirror. Ooh. Then you start uh, dressing more. Then you start putting more cologne on. Ooh. Then you start your, your dress start getting tighter or your skirt Ooh. start getting shorter. That's when that is just a reaction. We're not gonna preach on here, y'all. But oh, let me tell you something. Boy. Now that's a sermon right My there. Goodness. That that heart just manifested what your body, your action have just manifested um what your heart has in it. Listen, guys. You know what? This pot is boiling. We're we, we, we going to have to turn this fire off and, and come back and cook this yes, thing some more. We do. And we do have to log off. But we wanted to just jump on and share. And we're going to come back next week and share more with you. So we look forward to sharing more with you on next week. So your takeaway is? My takeaway is your grass can be green, too, if you fertilize and water. So until next time, make love better. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. And join forces with us to preserve marriages by sharing this podcast with family and friends. And remember to visit us on our website at Make a Better Marriage.